You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, indeed. Happy to welcome our Sal Capaccio in on the Wester Hotline on this snowy March Friday here on WGR. Sal, good afternoon. How are things, buddy? Good, good. Yeah, I know. What Last week we had the uh, snowfall on the weekend. This week we get the snowfall on the weekend. I know, right? The weekends are made for snow. I just want to get past all this and get to some good weather. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I'm, you, listen, don't tee me up to complain because, like, last week at this time I was, you know, 90 degrees and staring at the Pacific. So I'm, oh, that's right. I'm okay. I got, I got, a, I got a little break. So I'll, you know, got to shovel a little or even fire up the snowblower or whatever. I'll be okay. I don't think we're getting that much uh, for the snowblower. So defensive tackles uh, today mm-hmm. is the piece in the state of the Bills. And Ed Oliver has to be, I think, the centerpiece of the conversation here. And you, you even broached the idea in, in the piece of may, maybe trading him away because, you know, like, is he really worth that fifth-year option price tag that he's going to be playing on? Uh, this year assess the player the performance and maybe the way forward with that Oliver here sale yeah and here's why I talk about trading him and write about trading him because they're really in a tough spot when it comes to Ed Oliver he's a good player he can be dominant at times to be honest with you but he just hasn't I don't think lived up to the number nine overall pick that he was back in 2019, and I also don't think that he has been consistent enough or took a good enough step forward last year in his fourth year in the league. But they already decided on his fifth-year option, which they had to do before his fourth year. So that's this year. What that means is he has a guaranteed contract this year coming up of $10.8 million. So he's a good enough player where you want him on the roster. You'd love, Yeah, hey, this guy's good. He can be dominant. There's no problem with that. It's not like you want to get rid of him. But that number is tough to live with given the production. So how do you reduce or get rid of that number? Well, you can't release them, like I said, because then you're already still paying the money. It's guaranteed. You release them, you eat $10.8 million. That's not happening. You can try to give them an extension, but do you really want to do that? Because now you're basically committing yourself to a player where, like I said, he has not worked out, and what are you really getting for that? Or the last solution is if you can trade them. And... I would say go ahead and try and do that, and maybe Brandon Bean will. I just don't know if another team would be willing to give you assets for Ed Oliver at that contract. They would also have to take on. Now, they could um, sign him to a new contract, but they'd have the same questions the Bills would. So I don't see that happening. So this all points to the direction of these two parties are, I guess I'd say, stuck with each other this year, and it would really benefit both if Ed Oliver had a humongous year. Yeah, I mean, the, the yeah, a, w- a way to like, change at least the cap number would be to get an extension done. But And I think you wrote this, right? right? You, if you don't like the price tag on one year, it, 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 I think the way this usually works, I mean, it would, it would be kind of surprising if you were to agree on a four- or five-year extension with him that was for less money on average than mm-hmm. what this fifth-year option is, right? Like, it, does he have – does he have enough leverage to like it, you know if if he wanted a long term deal 
Does it have to be at that number or more? I, I, I feel like yes. That's exactly right. I can't imagine. Like, there's no way Ed Oliver is signing an extension for only ten only ten point eight per year and lowering the cap number. Like you he's gonna want more money. Right. So I mean, in fact, he on social media, did you, I don't know if you saw I I saw a screenshot someone sent because they were people were talking about it. Yeah. Apparently he wrote something on Instagram about show me the money or I don't want to talk or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he wants to get paid. And what player doesn't want to get paid? So there's no way you, you'd have to have. You can't just go up to him and go, hey, by, buddy, by the way, we're reducing your salary. And, yeah, we can give an extension, but, you know, it's just going to be at our terms. That's right, not how it works, $7 obviously. million a year or something. Like, yeah, that just <laughs> right. doesn't work, right? Yeah. No, I mean, heck, Daquan Jones is making $8 million this year on the cap. Right, there's no way Ed Oliver's not going to sign for that again. He's been really good. He's been dominant at times. That's just not going to happen. So, you really get to at the end of the day. There's only two ways this can really go to me. Number one is he plays on that figure, and you really hope that he blows up this year because that would be great for him. He hopes he blows up. He can really hit free agency on a really nice time next year after a really great season, and even put it in the Bills' minds that maybe they do want to extend him after that. That could happen, obviously. Um, and then the Bills can obviously it would they would reap the benefits of him playing really well. Or the the other solution is you try to find a trade partner for his ten point eight million dollars this year. Yeah, I want. I wonder. I yeah, you already said it. Like I wonder just how realistic that is and what you'd be getting back. I mean, there there would be some motivation, I think, to try to get out from under that ten point eight, like we've already talked about. But you'd want some kind of asset, I think, to make it worth your while, and that could get really dicey. Bottom line, Sal, like, do you think if the Bills could have it back, they would have passed on that fifth-year option? It's a good question. Um, I think sitting here today, knowing what you know, probably. But I was just also thinking, I didn't write this, but I'll say it. It wasn't the wrong call when they did no, it. No, I, I don't what? disagree, yeah. Right when when they gave him the fifth year option, he was coming off. Now he's never going to be a big sack guy, but he had four sacks. He was that was uh, after twenty twenty one. He had a nice year. He was really coming into his own. I think they showed a lot of flashes, and you said, okay, there's a guy we think we can continue to build the defensive line, the defensive tackle interior around. And I think it, you also risked. Well, what if in his fourth year, which was the plan, what if he really has this monstrous year? Now we're going to have to really pay him in his fifth year. You locked him in for ten million dollars, which is doable. But now it looks like it's, okay, not something you'd really rather live with at this time, given the cap crunch you're already in. How how much of his performance or lack of performance, his inconsistency, can be explained away by the the, the performance around him or or even his own health, Sal? Like, are there... Are there excuses, for lack of a better word, uh, for him not meeting the threshold that maybe the Bills expected of him this past year? I think the one excuse would be once Von Miller went out, it really changed everything for the defensive line, even the the interior guys who saw more, you know, double teams and you could concentrate. When Von Miller's on the field, you know, teams have to think about him as the penetrator, as the edge rusher. When he's not, teams can focus more on the other guys, and that includes the interior guys, Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver. So I think that's the one built in. However, again, this is the ninth overall pick we're talking about who he should be able to get through those things anyway. He should still be someone you can rely on on a play-in, play-out basis, on a game-to-game basis. I don't think he rose to that level enough. He shouldn't be the type of player 
that when the premier defensive end goes out, that suddenly he starts to disappear. But that's basically what happened. Um, he did have a couple of sacks after that particular game. In fact, that game, he had the uh, safety and he had one sack. He had one more sack the rest of the year after that, but he only had two all year anyway. So the numbers are tough because he also had, he missed a few games because of an injury earlier in the year, and he's not really been injured. He did miss three games this year with an injury, but he hasn't really been injured in his career. And then you look at the guys, the other guys around him. You know, I, I wouldn't say like Daquan Jones, is he had a really good year. We could talk about him. You know, mm-hmm. these guys rotate so much. I would say numbers-wise, you can always say, yeah, the Bills rotate a lot of the defensive players, right? They're uh, defensive linemen. So he's not going to put up these monster numbers. But, no, I, I think that even given those things, this is the type of player that still should be making plays and screaming to you, I'm still one of the better players on this side of the ball. And it just didn't really happen, especially after Von Miller went out. I, I recognize that they already committed the 10.8 here in, in the form of that fifth-year option. But I wonder, Sal, about the way the Bills, and they're not the only team that heavily rotates these defensive linemen. Um, you know, every team in the league, I think, has learned about load management and those sorts of things. But I think the Bills are as aggressive as any team in the league with it, which mm-hmm. might lead me to wonder about the merit of paying any lineman uh, mm-hmm. that's not a sack expert, say, like like an edge guy like, say, Von Miller. Um especially an interior lineman, a big long-term contract if we're talking about guys who play, you know, 50%, 55% of the snaps. We've always talked about this, right? It's a great point. It's a great question. Um, I think every year when you talk about maybe getting a premier pass-rushing defensive end or someone in the interior, it's like, well, how much you want to pay him if he's only going to wind up pay, playing 60% of the snaps at most, by the way? That's really what it comes down to. Daquan Jones played the most snaps in the interior at 61% this year, and that's with an injured Ed Oliver. It's with an injured Jordan Phillips. They had to rely on him even a little bit more, but that's that's like the high watermark. The Bills don't have that. Since the days of Kyle Williams, I mean, Jerry Hughes played a bunch, but you know they really don't do that, even with their defensive ends. It, I remember last year, this was the discussion when they signed Von Miller. So you're giving him $20 million a year, you better play him more than you play normally your normal defensive <laughs> ends. Right? That just doesn't happen. I mean, you think about even even at the defensive end spot all year, and this is including with Miller's injury, obviously, they didn't have any defensive end who topped 44% of the total plays this year. Not one. Shaq Lawson, Greg Rousseau tied at 44%. Von Miller, 43. He was on track to have more. He probably would have been over 50, but obviously he was uh, he was hurt. So that go, that's baked into there. But you're right, Bulldog. It's a good question. So, But the problem is if you also have the philosophy of, well, we can't really pay because we do that, well, then you're always shortchanging yourself on the type of player that you can put in there, especially right. in key situations. Yeah, you're always going to be sort of bargain hunting to an extent. Correct. And they did some of that in th- this last offseason, not that Jones's contract for this year is, is necessarily a bargain, but Sal, he, he's the next player I want to talk about because, you know, from maybe a disappointment in Oliver, Jones, you know, it was easy to kind of just lump the three guys they signed to upgrade their interior defensive line after losing Harrison Phillips and, 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 and divesting themselves of Latule, Tim Settle, Daquan Jones, and Jordan Phillips. So they're like, okay, we've got this committee, let's go. Jones ended up being like the guy there, I, I think, that really, really shined. So much so that I wonder, would it be worth, you know, you want to find a way to save some money, maybe extending him and lowering mm-hmm. this year's cap hit is an idea worth exploring. Um your thoughts on Jones moving forward? 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would explore it at least. The Bills are on the hook this year for $8.58 million against the cap for Jones. Now, he does have a voidable year after this, so he'll be a free agent, but they basically gave him the voidable year in order to extend the money out. But you could go to him and say, look, we'd like to turn that voidable year into an actual contract year and then maybe give another voidable year on that. And then, you know, you can massage some money there. You can reduce his cap hit by a few million dollars. I think that would be a really good solution um, to maybe – some of the cap issues they're going to have here and they have to have, you know, before next week. That said, you know, Jones, even if you play, pay him that money, I think he's been worth it. Um, you know, this is a player that really was a difference maker. He doesn't show up on the stat sheet necessarily, doesn't get a ton of tackles or sacks, but he does a really good job of what he's supposed to do. And that has helped stop the run and help the linebackers do their job. The Bills linebackers both had fantastic years. We know that. We know Tremaine Edmonds had his best year uh, of his career and hitting free agency at the right time. Matt Milano was a first-team All-Pro. Well, one of the big reasons for that is the defensive line in front of them did a nice job, and that really started with Daquan Jones and the job he did. And then, of course, you get to the playoff game. I'm not saying it would turn out different, right? I mean, after everything we saw, I think that's yeah. a hard sell to say the Bills would have beaten the Cincinnati Bengals. But I'm confident in saying the Bengals would not have run for 172 yards on the Bills if Daquan Jones had been available, and they would have had to have a bit of a different game plan to control the game. No more was Daquan Jones' value felt in that game, and it was a massive, massive loss for the Bills that day. A couple of other players whose names have already come up as part of that trio of guys who were brought in last year in free agency at defensive tackle. Um, Tim Settle, Sal, um, boy, it, it maybe thought when the year began, I remember watching the Ram game and even the Tennessee game the first two weeks of the season and thinking, like, these guys they've brought in in the middle are borderline unblockable. Like, th- th- this team yeah. is going to be really something to deal with if if that continues. And it, and it really didn't. Um, I don't know. What, what did you think of Settle's season? Not the season I thought it would be. He wasn't bad by any means, but – he never rose to the type of level to have the type of impact that I thought he would. I really, I really liked him in Washington, and he was behind some really good players there, so he never really got his opportunity. But when he was an opportunity, was when he got his opportunity in Washington, he was super efficient. And I thought he's going to get more opportunity here, and he's going to really help. And it just kind of became a guy, really, on the defensive line. Um, so I, I'd like to see him do more. Now, they do have an option here if they want to move on from him. I don't know if it's really necessarily worth it, though. Uh, it would take a dead cap hit of $2.7 million. So do you really want to do that? Um, you would save $2.2 million, but I'd, I think I'd rather just assume pay him the four point nine and hope that he does have a bounce back year, hope that he does do a little bit more for you. So I, I don't see that happening necessarily. It's always possible, of course, if they really need the salary cap space. But I think more than anything, I want Tim Settle just to play better. I want him to make more of a difference up front. It just didn't turn out the way I thought it would. But, you know, maybe for whatever reasons. Um, you know, he did have a couple of injuries, nicks and bumps along the way. Guys do. Um, but we'll see what happens. I did not think he had the year that I thought he was going to have. And Jordan Phillips is the the other of those three. And yeah. he's the only one of the guys that we've talked about so far who is a free agent. And, you know, injuries probably are the story of his season, right? Yeah, and you know, Bulldog, he's the only free agent from this entire group. You know, you think about it, the Bills can run it back with all these guys except for Jordan Phillips, Oliver, Settle, Daquan Jones, Elianku, Brandon, Brian, and Cortez Broughton all signed reserve future deals. Like, they're all scheduled to come to camp. As far as Jordan Phillips, really nice first stint with the Bills, especially that last year, got him paid when he went to Arizona. He just has not stayed healthy in those three years, including the two in Arizona and then coming back to Buffalo. Um, 
and you know, I think, you know, you don't want to criticize these. He's going so hard on the plays he got hurt, right? He's he's trying to block Tannehill, pulls his hamstring. He's right. chasing around Mac Jones. He falls. He hurts his shoulder. He never got over that injury. I think he said at the end of the year he had he had a torn labrum, had to have surgery. So it's one of those things where, man, you know, this guy just plays. He goes to the wall every single play, and unfortunately, that's cost him some injuries, and that's cost him some games. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Now, that said, because of that, I can't see a very big market for him. So if the Bills want to revisit that, I think they like Jordan Phillips, and he's brought a lot of energy, and he's the kind of player that I think they like having in their locker room. If they feel that they can keep him healthier, I wouldn't rule out a um, you know, a lower veteran-type deal, even a minimum-type deal. Yeah, I know we're talking about the tackles here, and, and Jordan Phillips certainly is one of those. I feel like he and Shaq Lawson together yeah. were, were like, I you know, like so, sometimes I bristle at sort of falling in love with the, the guy coming back, right? Like, oh, go, yeah, well, we know this guy. Go get that guy. Um, I, I think to varying degrees that that, that was, you know, a, a good enough idea. And if they could bring both of those guys back, depending on the contracts, I, I think I'd be game for it. I I don't disagree with that. I think the question is just really about Phillips' health. If you think that Jordan Phillips can yeah. stay healthy, Shaq has been healthy. Shaq was Shaq was good. Shaq was solid. We talked about that yesterday. I have no problem with that whatsoever. In fact, good for him if he winds up getting paid enough to go somewhere else. But if not, then bring him back. And you're right. You know, it's always like, ah, eh, we tried that. The guy was here. I always want to remind fans, though, you're always going to sign guys like that. 90 guys come to camp, right? So whether it's Jordan Phillips and or Shaq Lawson, or a couple of other guys, you're going to give people that money anyway who are kind of similar to them, and you don't know them as much. So there's always a benefit of bringing a guy back that knows your system, knows what's expected. And I think for those reasons, I would, absolutely. Because even if it's not them, we're going to be sitting here talking in a month or so about, well, they signed this free agent that basically is a replica of those guys that they that they didn't resign. Right. So as we head into the weekend tampering period opens monday right and then free agency actually begins on wednesday um got any sense of how the wind is blowing for the bills on say Edmonds or poyer i mean it, it feels this would be really hard to keep either one of those guys i feel like i think the longer this goes on the closer we get the um closer and more it looks like they're going to lose tremaine Edmonds. and i think i've always i've always felt they're going to lose jordan poyer the only thing they could save maybe keeping jordan poyer is i think if both sides agreed that you know what, we're better off with you than without you. Let's run it back for one more year. Jordan loves being in Buffalo, loves Micah Hyde, playing with him, um, you know, wants to win a, a Super Bowl here. If he just says, you know, I just really, really want to, and let's work out something for one year if we can, because it just doesn't seem like they're interested in any any kind of long-term investment, which is what he was looking for and what he'll probably get at some, you know, two, three-year deal somewhere. Um, so I never felt that was the case. As far as Edmonds, I mean, I keep reading that he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid, and we're talking probably – 15 to 17 million dollars a year are the bills do they want to be in that marketplace i'm not really sure and even if they did um you know he might get even more than that somewhere else we'll see it only takes one team as they always say so yeah the, the closer we get to that i just find it really interesting we talked about this that we have not heard one personnel move other than re-signing ike butker right i mean but <laughs> right. as far as releases restructures I, that's got to come. I mean, we know that because they're over the cap. They have to do those things. I expect Josh Allen to get restructured. I expect Ron Miller to get restructured. But there's always moves, and we just haven't heard anything. So I'm, 
I think it's cool too, to be honest with you. Like I'm kind of intrigued. Like, what are they doing? Are they just waiting in the weeds? What's what's the landscape look like? They're watching. Ooh, Adam Thielen just got cut. Ooh, Braxton Berrios just got cut. Ooh, there's a linebacker. You know, maybe they're doing that before they actually kind of figure out which guys they want to do it with to know exactly how much money they need to play. Yeah, with. I, I am as intrigued. I mean, this is one of these things. I, I feel like for many years, Sal, we I, I, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you. I sort of dreaded the opening of free agency because, you know, mm. the Bills were mired in the playoff drought, and it's just, like, with the exception of, like, the Mario Williams year, um, right. you were never, like, significant players. You were going to overpay to get people to come to your team because of your reputation, et cetera, et cetera, right? It was just sort of like, ugh, sort of making a face free agency. Um, man, this is a super intriguing year with, you know, the, the caliber of player that they're – um, you know, perhaps about to lose, and then you know the 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 state of the team overall and what the expectations are. Like Brandon Bean, I I just I hope he relishes it. I'm sure there's a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress that comes with it, but I can't wait to see what he does. Agreed. And you know, I go back to his press conference at the end of the season, and he he admitted like, hey, we we're over the cap. Like we got to make deal. We got to make moves. He said. And then he said at the Combine, more restructuring than releases, which is interesting that we haven't had any releases or restructures, but maybe they won't have many. But I was sitting in the room when we had that press conference, end of the year, wrap things up, and I never got the sense that he was, like, in any way panicked or worried about it. And almost, I, I actually almost got the sense of he is, like, not worried at all that they can do everything they want to do. And it doesn't mean they're going to go out and sign a Von Miller and $20 million. That's not what mm-hmm. I'm saying, right? But I got kind of the sense of, yeah, we're, we're, we'll make some moves. We'll be fine. We have, we'll have money to play with, and we'll do what we need to do, which was really interesting given all the, oh, my God, they're so far over the cap. Look what's happening today around the league. Come on, right? This happens every year. The Bills will do this to some capacity. They're going to create money. They're going to free up money. They'll have enough money to do what they want to do. If you really want to do something, you find a way to do it. Sal, thanks a lot for making time for me on this Friday afternoon. Enjoy your weekend, and I'm sure we'll be reconnecting bright and early on Monday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 